Hello and welcome to MacPreneur, the show that helps entrepreneurs from all around the world run their business on Apple Gear. My name is Damien Schreurs and here we go for today's episode. So in today's show, you'll discover the three kinds of operating system updates that Apple provides. We'll explore whether or not we should update our Apple gear to the latest version of iOS and macOS, and when it's the best time to do so. But before diving in, I just wanted to thank you for listening to the show. I truly appreciate you fitting the MacPunner podcast in your busy life. If it's your first time, welcome to the MacPunner tribe. You're joining listeners located all around the world. And if you're listening for a while now, I'm super grateful that you're sticking with me. Either way, my goal is to help you operate your Apple devices faster and be more productive even between episodes. This is why I've prepared 30 tips for your iPhone and Mac. To sign up for this free email course, just visit macponer.com forward slash tips. So now let's dive into today's topic. At the time of recording, iOS 13 has been officially released a week ago and the adoption rate is already beyond 20%. What is new this year is that the iPad got a dedicated operating system called iPadOS, which shipped with iOS 13.1 on September 24, that is five days after the iPhone got the latest version. So on the Mac side, macOS 10.15 Catalina is still being developed and Apple has yet to announce the official release date. If all goes as planned, uh, it should happen before the end of October because I suspect Apple would like to be ready for the official launch of the new Apple TV Plus uh, subscription service on November 1st, 2019. Over the past two episodes, I've shared my impressions of iOS 13, iPadOS 13 and macOS Catalina. So if you haven't listened to them yet, I encourage you to to do so. Episode 43 and 44. The, The main goal of today's episode is to help you decide whether or not you should update your Apple gear to the latest and greatest version of the operating system. And if so, when? To do that, I've split the episode in three parts. First, I'll explore the three different kinds of operating system updates that Apple provides. Uh, Second, I'll talk specifically about the iPhone, the iPad and the Apple Watch. And third, I'll talk about the Mac. So let's start with the different kinds of operating system updates. So there are major updates, minor updates and security and supplemental updates. Okay, so major updates Uh, occur once a year and uh, what's happening is the the main number or the name for for macOS is changing. So for for iOS it's the main number that changes so an example this year it's we're going from iOS 12 to iOS 13. On macOS it's the second number and the name so we are still actually on 10.14 Mojave and the next main version will be 10.15 Catalina. The advantages of major updates is that it's bringing many new features 
for the end user and it's also uh, bringing architectural improvements so under the hood improvements for developers so for apple itself and for developers which usually translates into uh, app running faster better battery life so a lot of uh, tweaks that makes actually the the mac or the iphone ipad run better and faster now there are always risks and uh, and issues with a major update uh, especially around the time that is released so when it's released it's usually very buggy i remember it was uh, when ios 10 was released some ipads were actually bricked so you had to restore them to factory settings if you wanted to to be able to to reuse them and if i recall correctly with uh, the high sierra update 10.13 at the very beginning there was an issue with uh, preview which was stripping out all the ocr portion of pdfs whenever the, you opened one with ocr after reading opening it with preview the ocr portion was was gone and when we say bugs bugs can be like what i just explained but they can also bring uh, security vulner vulnerabilities now with ios 13 or actually when ios 13.0 was released there was a, a lock screen bypass meaning that uh, it was possible to actually exfiltrate and access the contacts database inside the phone without uh, needing to know the iPhone passcode. This has been fixed with 13.1 uh, uh, and I will explain uh, a little bit later on. In addition to being buggy, because as I explained there are usually a lot of architectural changes to the, um, to the operating system, the third-party app developers most of the time they need to update their apps to be compatible or to run without issues. So it's not only that the operating system could cause you problems, but you may not be able to use the apps that you rely upon just after the, the new update is out. And in some cases, you can even have a loss of functionalities and uh, for macOS Catalina, for instance, 32-bit uh, applications are not supported anymore. And you could also sometimes lose compatibility with older peripherals if the, the peripheral manufacturers stopped creating drivers and publishing drivers for, for latest version of macOS. So these are the things that uh, we Macpreneurs, we really have to, to think about. That means we should be extremely careful about major updates. I would say that this actually requires some testing and uh, some preparation before we decide uh, to update or not, especially on the Mac. So by, by testing, I mean uh, having a, a secondary device on which we could test uh, the, the beta version or the existing version of the, the operating system to which we want to update and also making sure with all the app developers that uh, the apps that we, we use on a daily basis are actually uh, compatible and, and will run uh, smoothly. 
Okay, so now let's talk about minor updates. Those occur multiple times between two major updates. And it's a sub-level uh, number change. It's, it's never a name change. So for iOS, we're talking about the second number. So for instance, 13.0 becomes 13.1 and then 13.1 will become 13.2. On macOS, it's the third number. So for instance, with Mojave, 10.14.1 to 10.14.2. Okay, why does Apple offer this kind of minor updates? It's mostly bug fixes mixed with uh, security patches and also from time to time they introduce some cosmetic changes to the to the operating system for instance with uh, ios th there was an update at 12.3 if i remember correctly where the the general about section changed it also happened before the change to iOS 11 when some of the apps were not compatible anymore, 32-bit apps were not compatible anymore, and so you there was a place where you could see all the 32-bit apps on your iPhone and your iPad. And also from time to time, minor updates bring uh, new features and sometimes new applications. So with uh, macOS 10.10.3, it's at that point that Apple brought the Photos app to the Mac. So it was not brought immediately with uh, Yosemite. It was brought actually three minor updates into the Yosemite release. Now, what are the risks and uh, the, the problems that we Macpreneurs might face? There are less bugs than with major update, but it's still still possible, especially when when they change something uh, like they add a, a new application or they, they change something to the underlying part of the operating system. So we, we Macpreneurs, we still should be careful about those uh, minor updates. That means that like with major updates, but maybe less extensively, we need also to do a bit of, of research and testing before we update. And so it's usually best to wait for from three days to a week sometime before doing it so that we we can also have a look to Apple uh, related blogs and and see if there are not other people who have some issues with their apps with the minor update that was that was released and so the last kind of uh, operating system update that Apple offers are security and supplemental updates so those updates, they occur a few times between two minor updates. So it's again a sub-level sub uh, number change. So an example on iOS would be going from 12.4.1 to 12.4.2 or 13.1 to 13.1.1. On macOS, it has two names. It's called a supplemental update when it's about the latest version of, of macOS. So at the time of recording, uh, Catalina is not yet out, so it's uh, Mojave that is the latest version, and it's uh, macOS 10.14.6. And so, because there is no fourth sublevel number 
uh, on macOS. It's called Supplemental Update. And actually, we got a two uh, Supplemental Updates very uh, near each other to correct some, uh, some bugs. It's called Security Update for the two macOS versions before the last one. And the way they are named is they, they use the, the year, a dash, and then an incremental number that starts at, uh, at one. So for instance, if you're still on High Sierra, you may have received recently the security update 2019-005. And it exists for Sierra and High Sierra. So why do Apple does that? It's of course to patch security related bugs or issues. So it's mostly about security. What are the risks for us Macpreneurs? Usually very, very little. So I would say in this case, we should apply those updates as soon as uh, possible. Obviously, most of the time, the, the machine needs to restart. So especially on the, on the Mac front, this is something that you may want to do the, the weekend that's coming just after the, the update was released. Okay, so now let's talk about if we should upgrade and if so, when we should upgrade. And, and let's start with the, the mobile platform, the iPhone, the iPad, and the Apple Watch. So historically speaking, only the latest version of iOS and watchOS received security updates. So that meant that if you had an older device that was not compatible with the latest version, well, you would be insecure. You could not use the device anymore. At least I would say for us Macpreneurs, who use it for, for professional reasons and who have, we have uh, sensitive and confidential customer data on those devices. Now, it's not true anymore because even though iOS 13 is out, Apple has just released iOS 12.4.2 to address some security vulnerabilities that were occurring on, on iOS 12. And so for the iPhone 5S, the 6, 6 Plus, iPad Air 1, all those devices, um, Mini 2, Mini 3, that were stuck at iOS 12. And that's for me a, a good sign. It's a positive sign that uh, Apple is recognizing that yes, even though a device is not compatible with the latest version of iOS, it's still in use and it's still uh, something that they should uh, care about. If I look at the list of devices that, that are patched, the, the oldest one was released in 2013. So six years ago, I think it's a good, it's, it's good that Apple is, is making the, uh, the effort. Uh, for me, that was always the thing that, that I, would, I would compare the, the, Apple, uh, the Apple product, mobile, mobile products with Android, saying how lousy Android is to, to protect all the devices. But when you look at it, if you only have a, a subset of your devices compatible with the latest version of iOS and all the rest, you leave them alone. It's going, it's like going in the same direction as with Android. But no, I'm really happy to see that Apple now is also providing security fixes for all the devices that are not compatible with the latest version of iOS. 
for the Series 1 and, and Series 2 Apple Watch, even though they are compatible with watchOS 6, uh, Apple has not yet uh, released a version of watchOS 6 that is compatible with those devices. So what it did, it released uh, watchOS 5.3.2 security update just for the Series 1 and Series 2 Apple Watches. So again, it's not only the, the iPhone and the iPad, but also the Apple Watch, the older generations. Uh, Apple is, is uh, starting to act really that they care about the security even of their older devices. Now, that said, it's not possible, it's still not possible to securely keep a device behind the latest version of iOS if it's compatible with that version. So what I mean is, uh, you have an iPhone 8, you like iOS 12, you really, really don't want to update to iOS 13. Well, tough luck, because since the iPhone 8 is compatible with iOS 13, whenever you go and look for software updates, it will always show you something related to iOS 13. It will not offer you on that iPhone 8, the iOS 12.4.2 update, even though you are on 12.4.1, you will not be offered the security update. It's only for devices that are not compatible with the latest uh, compatible update that you, you get the benefit of having now security updates. So that means that if you have one of the newest generation devices that is compatible with the latest version of iOS and the time of recording is iOS 13, at one point you will need to update to iOS 13, especially if you want to stay uh, secure. So for that, as I explained, the best is to have the ability to allocate one device for doing some uh, public uh, beta testing on it so that you can check that the applications that you rely upon are working and compatible and so on. If you can't do that, the, the best is to wait at least until the first security update or the first minor update. And at the same time, on your, on your phone running, still running the older version of, of iOS, you deactivate temporarily, you deactivate the automatic application update, and then you start monitoring the application update. So it's a bit uh, painful, I would say, because especially if, like me, you have a lot of applications on your phone, that means that the applications will not automatically update, but at least you will see, when you, if you go on the App Store, you will see which applications are updated when, and by reading the descriptions, you will see and you will look for something that says iOS 13 compatibility or something like that. So you want to see that the, the applications that you rely upon are getting updated and taking full advantage of iOS 13. And when you're, you're sure of that, then you will be, I would say, ready to, to pull the trigger. I will not talk about how to do that securely. I will do that in next episode. But if you've already done a major update on your iPhone or your iPad, please be careful about uh, some of the database upgrades that may break the synchronization with all the devices. So the example right now with iOS 13 is the Reminders database that needs to be upgraded 
if you want to be able to, to use the, the newest and the latest features like nested reminders, group lists, adding attachments to, to a reminder. But if you upgrade the reminders database on a device running iOS 13 and you have other devices still stuck at iOS 12 or you have your Mac still running Mojave, then all your reminders will not be able to sync anymore. Uh, you're not obliged to upgrade the database with iOS 13. And if you don't do that, uh, which I haven't right now because I, I don't want to, to break uh, synchronization, but the Reminders app is still working even if it's not upgraded. The thing is, you don't have the new features. It's, the layout has slightly changed, but the functionality is the same as before when it's not upgraded. So still able to create reminders, put them in a different list and so on, share the list. So it's not like you will not be able to use the reminders database, it's just that it will still work with only the iOS 12 uh, features. Now, if we talk about minor updates and security updates, in that case, on the iOS side, I would say that we should turn on uh, automatic operating uh, system updates for those so that at least we are aware of them. So they are downloaded automatically and we, are, we get a notification. Please know that it will not do that. It will not apply the update and restart totally autonomously. You will need to enter, it will ask you actually to enter the device passcode when a restart is needed. So I would say on the iOS platform, it's best to, to have the automatic update. Okay, so now let's talk about the Mac. And since Apple supports the last three versions of macOS for security updates, for me, there is no rush to update to the latest one, especially with all the risk of, of bug issues and, and uh, security issues. So my advice for Macpreneurs is to stay one version behind the latest one if it's possible. That means waiting for a year before doing an upgrade. So what are the advantages of, of doing this? Is that usually you will encounter less bugs and less security risks. And you won't need to perform any minor updates because when you do the major update, you already and directly go to the very latest uh, version, uh, minor version of the operating system. So let's say you're on High Sierra right now and you, when, whenever Catalina will be out, you will upgrade to Mojave. Then you will upgrade immediately to 10.14.6. So you won't have six minor updates to do during the year. So this is a, a, an advantage. The only thing that will happen for a year will be security updates. So overall, I think the biggest advantage in, in, in if you think about not having bugs, not uh, having downtime, it's actually will save quite a lot of time by doing this. Now, the disadvantage of staying one version behind is that, yes, you won't have the latest and greatest features and maybe sometimes the greatest optimization of the system. That's true. And also you will have to cope with, uh, with a nudge from Apple and a notification to update to the, the latest version. Okay, so 
ready to to do a, a major update because since I recommend to do it one version behind, it's something that we would do around that time uh, in uh, in fall of the year. Now, how to prepare, to best prepare, is first you have to double check that all the mission critical applications that you use are compatible. So for that, you will either visit the, the developer site or you can visit a, a website called roaringapps.com which I will put a, a link in the show notes. And now, With Catalina, starting with Catalina, it will not be compatible with 32-bit apps anymore and also 32-bit libraries. That means that you could have an application that is 64-bit, but because that application relies on libraries that are still 32-bit, that means that even that application will not work uh, fully with macOS Catalina. So in that case, if you plan to upgrade to Catalina, let's say you listen to that episode in a year now and uh, the successor of Catalina is out and you're thinking about upgrading to Catalina, then I recommend to install and run a free utility called Go64 from uh, Sinclair Software. I will put a link in the show notes and that will make an inventory of all the applications that are on your Mac and will classify them whether or not they are Uh, 64-bit, 32-bit or 64-bit with 32-bit libraries. So it's it's really uh, something that that I strongly recommend you to to run on your device to make sure that everything that you use on a day-to-day basis for your business that will work with uh, Catalina. And if it doesn't, you will then have the, uh, the ability to either look for an alternative or search for an alternative or decide okay so let's stay with Mojave for an additional year Uh, and depending on when you do that that means you could still stay secured even running Mojave for for three years and uh, yeah to be precise that means until the end of 2021 that's when uh, Mojave will stop getting security updates at the end of 2021 Okay, now let's talk about minor updates on macOS. For that, it's best to wait for, again, three days to a week. Why? So that you can look on some blogs and maybe you go on Reddit you and you, you look for problems with the applications that you rely upon. I say that for people who immediately or jump to the latest and greatest version and have to go through the minor updates. Uh, If you recall, if you stay one version behind the latest version of macOS, you don't have to worry about minor updates. There are none. The only thing you have to worry are security and supplemental updates. And those, they should be downloaded and installed automatically and as quickly as possible. So for that, you go in system preferences, software updates, and you verify with, uh, you click on the advanced button and you make sure that there you will have actually automatically the, it's called a security system and security updates. Okay, so to conclude, uh, Macpreneurs should really prepare themselves and uh, treat major updates very, very seriously. If at all possible, uh, allocate one device for beta testing purposes, both on iOS, iPadOS, and macOS. 
and then regarding which version to use or when to update my advice is a bit different between iOS and macOS so on on iOS I recommend to wait at least until the first minor or security update but ultimately if your device is compatible you will need to do it and a new advice even if you have an older device that is stuck one version behind the latest one it looks like you can still keep uh, using it so there is uh, no need to uh, to upgrade right away your device your iOS device even if it's not compatible with the latest one on macOS my recommendation is to stay at least one version behind the latest one on your main production machine and uh, you could upgrade every year by staying one version behind or you could decide to stay two versions behind and upgrade every two years so leave it for two years and and so do do a two versions jump rather than one version jump every year and if we talk about security and supplemental updates those they should be installed automatically or they, they should be downloaded automatically and you should install them as quickly as possible so that's it for today i hope you found this episode useful and you have a better idea of the different kinds of operating system updates on apple gear and when to do them as usual all the links will be in the show notes available at macpreneur.com forward slash episode 45 where you're more than welcome to provide feedback in the comments section actually I'd love to know what you do before updating your Apple devices to a new version of the operating system. Next time, I'll explain how to safely perform that major operating system update. And until then, I'm Damien Schwerth, wishing you a great day.